0: Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. Look at us. Look at us. The Chris and Dan podcast back together. Just just the two of us. How do you (laughs) like that?
1: (laughs) We're starting another week off uh, in a
0: row of you just
1: out of nowhere singing i'm excited to see where this takes us in this episode Uh, uh,
0: that was amazing last week if you haven't caught that one go back listen to the first five minutes of last week's episode it was uh, (laughs) incredible uh but here we are just you and i this week uh dd's spending some time at disneyland he's trying to catch up with our buddy jeff a (laughs) record-breaking buddy jeff from last week again another reason to go back and listen to last week's episode uh so just you and i here today but We've done this a time or two for a number of years, and Mm -hmm. we've got it all under control at the table here today. So I've got a question for you this week, my friend. If I could grant you a lifetime pass to one type of festival, I wonder what that might be for you. And I want you to think of it this way, a festival... Of something that's consumable and edible, right? So taking out music festival, things like that.
1: Mm -hmm. Something that you
0: could actually go around, eat, consume. I will give you one lifetime pass to any one of these types of festivals anywhere in the world, anytime you want to go. What would that product, what would that festival be? And while I give you a minute to think about it, I'll tell you. What mine is, Mm -hmm. uh, this is fresh off of a beer festival that I was at this past weekend, and that's the obvious answer for me, right? (laughs) However, thinking long term, right? Not every beer festival is great, okay? And you don't go to a beer festival and casually drink. It just doesn't (laughs) usually work out that way. Even though they're kind
1: of like – I feel like when they design them, they kind of design it in a way that like gives you that opportunity.
0: Yes, yes. The opportunity ends up that way. <laughs> no one takes it that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So I'm thinking long term here. So I'm gonna go with a different answer for the the sake of this discussion. And I'll tell you what pass I want the unlimited lifetime pass to. Give me a taco festival. Oh. Give me the lifetime pass to a taco festival. And let me tell you why. Because of the device, the diversity of the taco, right? And because you don't have many, many people can make can and do make tacos. But they're all different in one way or another, whether it's the way that the protein is marinated or the sauce or the toppings, anything that goes into it, that could be the shell. There's always a variety with tacos, right? You've got and you've got beef, you've got pork, you've got chicken, you've got fish, you have dessert tacos. And you just at a festival, at a taco festival, I've been to one of these, they're you just having them one at a time. So you can have a lot, right? You could actually have a lot, consume consume a lot of tacos, not feel like absolute hell at the end of this. So I think for a lifetime at this point in my life, give me a lifetime sup- lifetime pass to any and every taco festival that there is. So that's, that's how I came up with that answer. I'm curious what, what that would be for you.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Well, you're speaking my language. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you might like that one. Like anything Mexican food, I am totally down with. I did initially, when, when you first said that initially my brain went to beer festival, Mm -hmm. but you make a good point. Like I can't do that all the time. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like that's not, I'm not, I'm going to regret that being the one pass uh, pretty quickly, I feel. Um, And then I thought like, well, everybody knows I love burritos. I don't, I've never heard of a burrito festival. (laughs) If those do exist, somebody let me know because it sounds delightful. Right. Um, At burrito festival. (laughs) But one type of festival that I have been to that I anticipate with great uh, joy every year is a rib festival. Oh, For of course. For a lot of the same reasons that you said, Dan, like you, you, you have your protein sources, but man, they're prepared slightly different or vastly different based on the vendor that you show up to. So like- uh, you know, the, 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 the rib fest here in Pittsburgh is, is pretty renowned. Uh, it's a, it's a big deal, but, but it's like three days, I think.
0: Yeah. Three, four days, three and a half days. It's, yeah, it's a like long that.
1: holiday weekend. And mm-hmm. that's not by any means enough time to try all of the stuff that you would want to try. So at the end of that rib festival, you're always left wanting more. And so that makes me think, well, then I should get this lifetime pass to any rib festival so that i can
0: have more right oh man what a great answer you almost got me second guessing mine no i love you get tacos (laughs) and then i'll come i'll be your plus one and then we can be yes there we go (laughs) yeah i love it people love love people (laughs) oh i love a good rib fest yeah the one here is great oh man a lifetime unlimited pass to rib fests everywhere and anywhere dude that's
1: like you know how like people in retirement have like these different ways they want to travel around the country or around the world. Like that's a retirement plan. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like just follow different rim festivals around the country. That's the way to do it.
0: It's making me like rethink my entire life now. Yeah. It's time to change goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how to live.
1: That's a good one, it. man. I, I uh, I'll be interested to see if DD has, uh, a festival i think he's just gonna pick coachella even though it's
0: not a, it's not allowed but right yeah no yeah he's still he would just break all the rules and and pick that um but yeah we'll see he could have an interesting answer we'll see we'll see we'll follow up with him next week um well welcome one welcome all to the brunch breakdown uh chris and dan here formerly of the chris and dan podcast but both coming to you live from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we've got well, we got some good topics to go over here today. Oh yeah, uh, Chris. Uh, first, we're gonna we're gonna dive into a topic suggested by our missing co-host Daniel Dudley, and he wanted us to discuss something that works for both Chris and I, where we've lived in different cities outside of Western Pennsylvania, and he wants us to discuss what we would like from those places we used to live and wish they were in pittsburgh so we're going to get into that uh we're going to speaking of ironically enough speaking of tacos uh we're going to talk tacos in toppings that fit in perfectly yeah. unplanned completely i'm gonna get going <laughs> wait a minute should have themed this out better uh but we're going to be talking talk tacos and taco toppings specifically uh and then we've got some very unique brunch court to go over today Mm -hmm. um and then of course we're going to discuss uh beer i did mention that i was a beer fest over the weekend so i do have some very fun things to talk about regarding that music and much much more but of course before we dive into that dan throw it to dan where can you find the brunch breakdown anywhere people we've been telling you that for 135 episodes something like that now you can find the brunch breakdown anywhere you listen to podcasts whether that's spotify google soundcloud stitcher iHeartRadio, amazon odyssey good pods find us there find us everywhere brand new episodes come your way every wednesday make sure you're hitting follow hitting subscribe so that episode comes to you as soon as it's ready take it On the go. We've got full video episodes as well airing on our YouTube and our Facebook pages. They premiere at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Of course, you can go back, check those out anytime on demand you want to watch those. We're everywhere on social media. Just find us at Brunch Breakdown, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok. We're there. I'm telling you, people, we're there. Find us on social media, follow us. We follow you back. And of course, we give you what we're listening to each and every week. We put it into a playlist. Give it to you on Spotify called the Sounds of Brunch exclusively on Spotify. That gets updated every Friday whenever Dan has some time to do it. It gets updated. Check it out on Friday. Simply search Sounds of Brunch on Spotify. Nice job, Dan. Thanks. Thanks. Whew. I got to give, we don't often give Dee Dee credit, but I got to give him a little, little credit. It's, I'm a little <laughs> winded. I'm a little winded right now. Um, so I'm going to throw it over you. We're going to start what we do. Every episode, getting some things off our chest. Amen. So, Chris, get something off your chest today.
1: I would love to. Thank you for this opportunity, Dan. I, um, so I want to talk about something that I've been a part of and now I think it's really, really stupid. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> yeah.
1: You, you, you ever been in something like so deep that you don't realize like how it looks to other people? And then, Eventually you find yourself later in life pulled away from that thing. You're like, oh, this is awful. Mm -hmm. Um, I've like really gotten away from the, the, well, I've really gotten away from spending a lot of time on social media in general, but like the, the sports fan thing of where you tweet constantly during a sporting event. Um, I've gotten away from that. I've gotten away from also just reading what people have to say during a sporting event. Cause I don't care. And it just makes you mad. Uh, but like there's this thing that happens when you're a fan of a certain team, it seems to happen for every team everywhere. And that like, if your team loses, then the fan base breaks in two, right. And one, one side of the fan base goes ultra negative and just wants to fire everybody. And the other side of the fan base is like putting out this like, yeah, I'm upset we lost, but, and then like trying to back up reasons why you should still continue to support the team and watch the team. And like, they're both so unbelievably stupid because you're not, I mean, you're not going to change anybody's mind. And also nobody's going to stop watching. So you don't need to. Like you don't need to go and put all that effort and energy into convincing people to still watch. But like what I'm noticing now is that since I'm not in the the mix of it when it's happening, like I'll go on social media the next day and open up Twitter and like the for you thing is now all of these tweets that are 12 to 16 hours <laughs> old, right And I'm now I'm seeing it. Now I'm seeing it. I'm pulled back from it. And I'm like, oh my God, when you just get all these tweets out of context, you're like, this is embarrassing. Like you, you, these people are spending so much time of their life just throwing stuff into the void, thinking that it's impacting people, but it's not. It's just not. You don't have to have like a postmortem every single time your team loses a game, whether it be a big game, uh, an inconsequential game or anything in between. I, I... I really like, I don't know what I can do about it, but I really want people to make more of their time than do that because
0: I used to do it. And now I'm seeing how much time I wasted. (laughs) Uh, Well said, my friend. Uh, It's it's weird. I get a little bit of that too, where I'll check time hop every day And tweets will be there from four, five, six, seven, eight years ago. And it was, it was like that in a, in a game that I'm like, who, what am I tweeting about? What is, what game was this? Did this game matter? Why was I tweeting eight times during the course of the game? Yeah. Like, Ooh, it's, I know it's so much. Yeah. It's so much. Why do you waste the, the thought, the time, the effort to do that constantly during a course of a game? Something like that, where maybe there yeah, there needs to be like a Elon Musk hasn't exactly run Twitter anywhere positively, but maybe there needs to be like a a little AI check going on there like, hey, this is the third time you've tweeted this hour. <laughs> <laughs> maybe take a break, yeah, or something, maybe spend a obviously they're not gonna prevent one people to tweet less, but you know what you should. That's just the bottom line. You should.
1: Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like, and if you, it, it happens, like, so I saw that this morning about a game that happened last night. And then like, all I can think about is like extrapolate that across an entire season of any sport. That is so much time you're wasting. Mm-hmm. You Got to fix this. I think yeah. this is the
0: biggest problem in America in 2023, Dan. Ooh, bold statement. There he is saying it. Mm-hmm. It is. It is a problem. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Start by anyway, tweeting at brunch breakdown. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind, Dan? Um Chris, we and we know DD's Dee been going through some and and everybody in the state of California has been going through some really difficult struggles in terms of the weather over yeah. there. He's mm-hmm. he's used that on a chess segment himself. But we're not here to talk about them. We're not here to talk about him. We've had a record setting mild winter on the east coast. So TV's specifically- <laughs> not here. Are we gonna brag? Is that what's gonna happen? Maybe a little bit. Specifically in Western Pennsylvania, um like record setting mild. Like crazy. It's mm-hmm. hard to believe that we're into March um, because it's felt like March for a long time, actually. Um but you know what I can't stand is these people who keep wishing 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 and hoping for snow and lots and lots of snow and like hey if it was frigid cold like it is every other winter where what highs are in the 20s lows in the single digits like it's usually like i get i get that right because frigid freezing cold with just gray skies it like that sucks that's brutal Snow, at least, it it looks nice. It sucks to drive in, but it can at least look nice when it's on the ground. And it's so cold out that it's not melting. And it's at least something a little bit different. But, y'all, we are seeing sun here. (laughs) Okay? We got highs in the 50s. You know? It's been nice. (laughs) Like, (laughs) nice. Nice. Okay? You want to ski? Go on a ski trip. This isn't Colorado right it's just not for that head to the mountain somewhere um i am taking this in and i'm very grateful for this mild winter that we've had so far keyword so far because <laughs> we're not out of it until we get to may mm-hmm. pretty much as we've learned on the east coast so give me more of this mild winter uh we don't get it very often we don't catch breaks like this um and friends, spring isn't too far away, and I can't wait to just roll into it and be like, "What happened to winter?" So please stop hoping and wishing for the snow. We're we're done. We're done with it. We're done with it until November.
1: Whoever's doing that, like you, sh- you're not allowed to do that once it gets to March. That's, a, that's that's a good rule. Yeah, just shut up about it once March one yeah. rolls around.
0: Because I've, I've, I've coworkers constantly. <laughs> oh man, I wish it would be snowing. Get out of here. That's that. very strange. That's very strange.
1: I know. I mean, it, and we're even friends with people who like prefer the cold. And to be honest with you, like, yeah, I don't hate, I don't hate the cold. I, I really don't. Um, but like, come on. If you can get a winter where the sun shines here, just like shut up. Just shut yeah. up about it. And once March rolls around, everybody's ready for St. Patrick's Day in spring and warm weather. So just shut up.
0: Precisely. Precisely. My, my point. So y- take the L this year. Let us have this one. I'm sure next winter will be the worst on record. Probably. And you'll get your wish then. So please just stop complaining.
1: Well said. Yeah. So thanks.
0: <laughs> uh, well, of course, this leads us right into Brews Day. Chris, what are you ah. sipping on this week, my friend? Yes, sir. I have another one here from Untitled Art. and Ooh, uh, strong.
1: Yeah, this was delightful. Had it earlier today. Um kiwi y e d juice drops Ooh. IPA. Let's see if I can get that in focus for
0: look at that can
1: all of y'all watching the episode. Yeah, the can is awesome. Um, and dude, this like it's it juice drops IPA. It 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 literally tastes like they took a kiwi, like cut it in half and just squeezed to use. A phrase Dan likes to say: "Squeeze that song bitch in this can," <laughs> and that's what you're drinking. It is unbelievably kiwi. If that's kiwi, uh, kiwi, yeah. Kiwi-y. yeah <laughs> I I don't know, man. It's like it, it tastes exactly like kiwi. Like it, <laughs> wow. and kiwi has that like tartness that, like, if you eat a kiwi, sometimes it's actually uh, like I'll eat kiwi. Sometimes it'll be so tart that it'll actually be like like it'll almost make my, my throat, like almost feel like it's like dry. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. so tart as you eat it. This is, it this is quite tart, but it's not so tart that it's unpalatable. Like I've had some, um, it, it almost borders on like the, the, the territory of a sour in that way. Mm. And I've had some sours that like are, I enjoy them, but I drink them and I'm like, I couldn't have more than one of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I feel like this is similar from an IPA standpoint. So if you want just a single beer to enjoy on like a, like a, a nice weekend day, like we had today, today felt like spring might be here sooner rather than later. Uh, it was perfectly timed and, uh, I got one more of these in my
0: fridge and I got to save it for a good day. Wow. that's a. am glad you brought that to the table. And that's interesting that you don't find kiwi in beer very often. Yeah. And I don't know if I know the answer for, for why, even in sours. You bring up a good point there with sours that I, I don't know if it's access to kiwi, the Price, or if it's just not popular, because I feel like it's in seltzers quite a bit, strawberry mm, yeah. kiwi, that type of thing. But in an in an IPA is fascinating. Yeah, and of all people, would have put faith in Untitled Art. Absolutely would be well, one. Well,
1: where better than the great state of Wisconsin to experiment with kiwi here? Yeah, so. right. <laughs> <laughs> makes a lot of Na- sense.
0: Naturally, makes a lot of sense. I love that. I love that. Oh, excellent. Excellent beer to the table today. Um, so I mentioned I was at a beer fest yes. this past weekend, and that's why I don't have a beer today, because I was at a beer fest. Um, but more importantly, Chris, I've been on uh, – we've talked about Untapped, right? It's the app where you can look up beers, rate beers, check them in, etc. I love it. I have over 1,000 beers checked in onto this app. Damn, yeah, a lot of beers, and and you know that. So that ranges from samplers uh, to full, half pours, full pours, could be any size. But a thousand different beers, right? This I have never rated a beer a five. You can rank them incrementally on quarter points, right? Mm. So one. 1.25, 1.5, 1.752, all the way up to five. I have never rated a beer five until this weekend. No shit. But I have, I have had it. I have had the perfect beer. The, the one. The one. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about this beer festival. It was called uh, Drink the Cookie Table Dose. And so, yes, it's all... Like dessert style beers. Oh, that's got Dan written all. Over. Oh my goodness! They might as well put my <laughs> name up with the marquee. Brought to you by Steel City Dan. Yeah, sponsored two and four Steel City Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing, an incredible. All the beers were really incredible. I got to give all these breweries a lot of credit. Some of them local, some of them not. And third table in. There's this brewery. Ill Will Brewing Company. Never really heard of them. They're out of Columbiana, Ohio, Okay, which is about 20 minutes south of Youngstown, about an hour-ish from Pittsburgh, depending on where you're driving from. These people, (laughs) these people brought some of the best beer I have ever had in my life, including the Adversarial, which is... A, it's a pastry stout. I guess you could call it a stout. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a stout. They really don't label it a type of beer. They call it other because it's, it's like a, it's if you were going to combine like a milkshake IPA and a stout. So it's very creamy. And the style is based off of the Buckeye. Which is like a chocolate-covered peanut butter oh, ball. Oh yeah, those are good. They're very good, right? And so this baby was thick, <laughs> chocolatey, peanut buttery, just the right amount of sweet. I have never quite had a reaction the way I did when I took a sip of this beer. And the owners were not that far from where I was standing, and I didn't know that where they were. And I had this audible. And facial reaction. (laughs) (laughs) And the woman came up to me and she goes, That is what we're looking for. Thank you. I said, No, (laughs) thank you. Did you tell
1: them about your thousand beers and your first five star review? Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. And that was very exciting because they've only been open for about a year, they said. Oh, wow. Never heard of this place. There's got to be. Can I be honest
1: with you? Columbiana sounds like a fake town. (laughs) <laughs> it does it kind of does
0: right it's like you're where and why yeah. she's like oh no you got to come out there's like a winery there and a distillery so you can kind of make a day out of it so it's not like you don't have to come out an hour just for this brewery because it's a made of town <laughs> well, sounds like you would now so. no now i absolutely will yeah and they had a number of other beers uh that were just as good they're all kind of like ice cream uh style beers again i don't want to call them stouts because they're not heavy they're not hoppy enough to be ipas they had one that was like a, a lemon bar. They had one that was root beer float. They had one that was a um a shamrock shake. Mint, chocolate. I mean, incredible. It's like yeah. it it tasted, honestly, Chris, it tasted more like an alcoholic milkshake. You had me convinced that I was drinking an alcoholic milkshake. Okay, so now I can kind of picture it because I've had alcoholic milkshakes before. That's that's they're, they're the best delightful. way for me to that's the best way for me to describe it, rather than telling you the style of beer. It's an alcoholic milkshake, but it is actually brewed as a beer with wow. all the ingredients, steps necessary. And they were getting a lot of positive reaction. And I, I made it – I wanted to make it clear, part of my story here, third table in, not – 13th table in not Dude, 30th I, table in i was
1: gonna ask and then i heard you say third table so I was like all right that's early on because that part of the thing i was gonna say if you only it's your first five star review you've had this right. many beers was dan tank <laughs> was
0: dan hammered and it was just like it happened right, right. and i look at my untap the next day and go well i guess it was the best beer i've ever had <laughs> um yeah third table in probably fourth beer and just mind-blowing. I I am so excited to go to this brewery. They keep six of these type of beers on tap at all times. Nice. And so I can't wait to go ill will brewing shouts out to you, my friends. I cannot wait to come visit soon. And that Buckeye chocolate peanut butter was incredible. incredible. Can you,
1: do they, uh, is it canned or anything like that? Can you
0: bring it home? So it's not canned. They're not okay. doing cans yet. Okay, which was a little heartbreaking to hear, but they are doing growler and crowler fills, and so you betcha we'll be going there, loaded up, ready to get filled up when we go until they until they do start canning. I'm sure that's going to happen in the near future, but uh, they're not they're not here yet. Nice. All right. Well, you have an option. That's good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, an incredible beer that I just had to had to share with you. Congratulations. Probably. I feel like I, I got to
1: partially experience it with you, Dan. What a
0: moment. Yeah. My first five-star recruit and they've committed and it's just, just an incredible, <laughs> it
1: incredible changes the moment. program, man. Once would you get that first one? It and, does you know, it.
0: it's, it's a game changer. It is. It is, it is. It's a very exciting day. Very exciting day. So cheers to them. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to everybody out there listening. Gotta love it.
1: A bruise day first, a five-star bruise day. Special stuff. Special stuff.
0: (laughs) All right, Chris, let's dive into the main course here. Uh, Let's go with this topic that Daniel Dudley threw our way. Mm -hmm. Um, He referenced that both of us have lived outside of Pittsburgh, other than college, you know, not counting college, that we've, you lived on the West Coast. I've kind of lived in the South a bit. And he said, what from those towns do you wish was in Pittsburgh where we live now? So Chris, you were in Oregon for mm-hmm. some time. So that's the majority of where your thought process is going to be coming from. Uh, for me, it was Winston Salem, North Carolina. Uh, we've both spent a lot of time in Ohio uh, <laughs> for school and non school related. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious if any of your answers come from that. I kind of doubt it, but let's, uh, <laughs> I'm curious as to what you think you wish was in Pittsburgh from somewhere you lived previously.
1: Yeah, man, it's a a funny question because the vast majority of the time, so if we take out college, because college, we were both in Kent, Ohio. If you take that out, I spent about six months working professionally in the Sandusky, Ohio area. And then the entire time I was there, I was just there wishing that that place was like Pittsburgh, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I came back home and then later on in life, I moved out to Oregon and lived in Corvallis, Oregon for about a year. And again, the entire time I was out there, I was just wishing that place was like Pittsburgh, which is why I kept coming back to Pittsburgh. That <laughs> makes sense. But there, there is one thing that I can kind of combine from both of these places that I think would be cool if it was here in some form or fashion. um, And that is the water in those areas. <laughs> I mean, obviously in the West coast, like I lived where my apartment was, when I left my apartment complex, there was a sign that said like beach to the right. And like that blew my mind that I could just like, there was a, a sign next to my residence telling me how to get to the ocean. That was crazy. So, you know, having the ocean uh, less than an hour away was awesome. And like, I don't know, Sandusky, Ohio kind of sucked. But like the, it was on Lake Erie, <clears throat> which, you know, there was that whole Putin bay connection in that right. town, which is cool. And I went there a couple of times and uh, it was obviously fun. Like in Pittsburgh, we have the three rivers, but it's like, it's not this... Rivers are so different than than lakes or an ocean. Like one of our favorite places to go is Deep Creek, a couple hours away, because it's a huge lake and it's got like all of the relaxed vibes that come with that. Um, And like chilling on the Three Rivers is cool, but it's not necessarily the relaxing type of environment you get. You know, like you're like dodging barges and tree (laughs) trunks and shit. It's just not. It's not quite. Uh, the the relaxing vibe. So that's the main thing I thought of was just like, man, the beach was 50 minutes away when I was in Oregon. And I probably didn't take advantage of that as much as I should have because I was wishing I was back home. But like, right, man, do I wish I was that close to the ocean?
0: Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point. And, and yeah, we do have the three rivers here. But And it's – you're right. Rivers aren't an attractive body of water compared to lakes and oceans and things like that. And, like, rivers can be done well, but the rivers here, for anybody not really familiar, they're, like, kind of – they're almost dangerous, and they're, like – the water's really, really brown,
1: really brown. It's like really brown, dude. I, um, I, when I, I did the Pittsburgh triathlon, I think it was in 2013. It was the first year that I moved back home from, from Oregon. And like every year after that 2013 triathlon, they had to like cut out the water portion of it because the water tested so unbelievably dirty and unsafe that they couldn't let people swim in it. Like it's it's disgusting. Jeez. It's disgusting downtown.
0: Yeah, it is. And it's a shame because it feels like you could do some things that are like waterfront focused. Um, I got to give, you know, Cleveland even has a river that runs through it. And there are parts of it that are kind of cool that are like waterfront. You've got some, you know, bars, restaurants, clubs and things like that along the waterfront that are cool. And we don't really have that here. And another part of the reason we don't have that here is because how much the water move, like rises and falls. <laughs> yeah, because they, they just like it, flood the city sometimes. They could on just purpose. like flood, yeah. So they have to build like these. It's just like concrete walls, yeah, keeping these rivers in. And the water moves fast a lot, <laughs> like yeah, fast. Yeah, like the wind hits it, and those things are just moving. Like there can be waves out there. They're yeah. just huge, very, very wide rivers too. Yeah, that's a shame because it feels like there's an opportunity there. But they're like all those things added up. It's like, what are you supposed to do? What are you gonna do? It's yeah, it's not clean, not clean, dirty, just constant runoff in the water, and just ugh. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um for me, similar story. Uh living in Kent, Ohio for school. And then actually sticking around the very same city to work in for a couple of years afterwards before I then moved to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Loved it there. Spent a little over a year there as well. And obviously the weather was better there, right? Um, But I'm not just going to say weather. I wish the weather, obviously. No shit. Um, But – A result of there being nicer weather there is that they have more outdoor seating areas and like more rooftops, Mm. rooftop bars, rooftop restaurants. And that is one thing I wish we had more of here because when a new place opens up that has a rooftop, it's like good luck, good luck getting in because there's only a handful of them. And some of them, Are just looking at other buildings (laughs) downtown. That's true. In the middle of downtown, no view, no nothing. You're looking at the side of another building. Multiple rooftops are like that. And in Winston Salem, and in most places in the South, like they, that's not the case. There's some sort of view somewhere to something. And we don't have that. We've got a a city with incredible views, but nobody (laughs) has been able to like. Really capture aside from Mount Washington, which the whole thing's the view, but been able to capture and you can't have out, you know, rooftops and outdoor seating all the time because the weather we don't have as good of a weather period, you know, they, it'd be half the year to be closed. So that's why and that's why I wished it was just the ability to be on rooftops and more outdoor seating areas that are opened, you know, basically year round that type of thing. That's, that's another thing that I wish was uh, that was prevalent down there. And we don't have very much of up here.
1: That's definitely a good one. And I know exactly what you, what you mean? Like I've waited in pretty long lines to get up to a rooftop <laughs> Yeah, that was just like so packed, you could barely move. And there was also nothing to look at. The one that re- sticks out is that meatball place, uh, Siena Mercado. Yeah, Penn, Penn Avenue or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you go up there and you're just looking at the side of a hotel, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and you can, I mean, it's I, I suppose it's kind of cool because you can like look up and see other buildings. But like, if if that hotel wasn't there, you could see like PNC Park and Heinz Field. Mm-hmm. But it, it's there, so you can't. You can't right yeah, rooftops would be sweet, but yeah, that I guess that's the only problem is it's just so damn cold all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anything else that you, it's, it's interesting the way that you worded it, where that's the whole reason it, like you left those cities is because you were wishing they were more like Pittsburgh. Um, So I'm yeah. sure it's harder to imagine what you would you know, want from there here. Now yeah. Un- here. For-
1: unfortunately, otherwise, like, I don't know. Ohio's ohio and it's not that far away from pittsburgh so like culturally geographically uh it, it wasn't that different right and, and interestingly enough going out to oregon like in pittsburgh pennsylvania we're surrounded by like mountains and wilderness and all the outdoorsy stuff and like that's what oregon's all about really is you know all that outdoorsy stuff and like i already had that here so i'm not going to bring that back with me um So yeah, there's really not much else that, that sticks out. I mean, the the beer out there was cool, but that's, that's also the thing. Like when I came back in 2013, you couldn't get a lot of those beers here, but now 10 years later, like the distribution of all those things, I can get a lot of the stuff that I had out there here in Pittsburgh. And it's not that big of a deal. Shout out Amazon. Let's go.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point for sure. Um, I've got just a few others. Um... Chris, this one's a no-brainer uh for me, Bojangles. Oh. simple as it gets. I could yeah. say food. I could just say the southern you know, food in the South is way better. Sorry, it is The restaurants, independent restaurants, they're better. Bojangles though give me give me Bojangles. I need that here. That's the one thing I want to I want to be in Pittsburgh that uh I had down there in North Carolina. Um, the closest
1: one was in Beckley, West Virginia, and that closed, man, And it closed. So.
0: Devastating. Devastating. Why has
1: nobody brought a franchise here? How, how difficult is it to do that?
0: It makes no sense to me. It's that good. It's that good, people. I don't want we're the commercials are here. Yeah. Right? We see the commercials all the time. We're in ACC country. Yeah. The commercials are here. People know it. Oh, oh Bojangles, I miss you. Um, architectural history? is another thing that is very prevalent not only where I live, but like in the South generally. And there are those places in and around the city of Pittsburgh, but it's just not – they don't have like the charm, I guess, that they did down there. There's just something about really old historic buildings that have been maintained, by the way. That's a key part of it, maintaining them, that they don't look like decrepit pieces of garbage that are falling apart and you have to rebuild because you didn't take care of them. Uh, so architectural history is one. Um, and then my last one, I think you could probably relate to this a little bit, Chris, more attractive accents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: hey,
0: what yinzer- are
1: talking about? Dude? Yeah. Come the on.
0: yinzer accent is just not the most attractive accent, and frankly neither was what's going on in Ohio uh sorry oh, friends gone. yeah don't it's, get me started <laughs> it's sorry friends it's not either but it's both it's both of us yinzers not either yeah um but in the south the southern accent is a far more attractive accent than anything we have north of the mason dixon line just that plain and simple so that's something i also wish we had here that was back in north carolina
1: that's a good one yeah <laughs> Yeah, southern accents, I'm a fan. There were no there are no Pacific Northwest accents, so I can't bring that with me, but I like yours. Sure. I'd like I'd like to bring
0: yours with me. Right. Right. Yeah. That works. That works. All right. Well, I I as we're going through that topic, I realized I understand why Didi gave that to us while he wasn't here, because he literally wouldn't be able to provide an answer because he lives in the city that like Right, he wouldn't take nothing. <laughs> he's got everything he's wanted in Los Angeles. Maybe there is one thing. I kind of doubt it, though. I know. I think right. we should.
1: Put, I think we should put his feet to the fire. And next episode, we need to force him to tell us one thing that he would take from Wellsburg, West Virginia, to Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. I don't That's think he he gets to choose his opening. Get it off your chest
0: segment. That's what he has to do. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Stay tuned next week. We're doing that. We're doing that. I love that idea. Uh, all right, well, let's move along down the menu here. Uh, we opened with tacos and here's another taco topic for you, Chris. This was, uh, this was your brainchild actually.
1: Yeah. And I don't know why, like I, I, I I was very (laughs) passionate about it when I texted it to you guys. And I don't remember what was happening at that point in time. Um, but the topic is pick three taco toppings and then get rid of one for quite literally the rest of your life, okay? So we're we're making commi- commitments here, yeah. both, both positive and negative. So the options, cheese, guac, black beans, hot sauce, salsa, peppers, onion, and tomatoes, okay? You got to pick three of those and then you also have to decide which one you are breaking up with forever there's no there's no makeup here okay you you're no not going gonna back. break up and then make up later on. that's not how this works,
0: right no going back this is okay. off the table permanently correct now this is this is like are you we haven't done a u pick two in a while, and a u pick two I feel like that I, that's like from a fast food it's yeah it's isn't that like two, a, not a not value a menu or something. Or something? <laughs> you pick two uh, i'm gonna do the you pick two can i get a whopper <laughs> whopper junior whopper uh or panera or something it's just a pick two we used it. we've done the pick twos in the past but this is a different because it's a three minus one though yeah. you pick three and, and, and then minus one and
1: to be clear these are toppings right so you're yeah. already guaranteed your protein uh rice you know like we're talking about what you're putting on top of that
0: yes okay okay um, I'll start with the three that I'm picking. Okay, and then I'll let you go, and then we can talk about the what we're removing for life. Uh, the three I'm picking are cheese, guac, and salsa. Mm. Those have gotta be my go-to cheese. I would ne- I will almost never not pick cheese for anything. <laughs> Period. It <laughs> it's there. It's happening. It's always cheese. Guac guac's extra. So I'm taking it because it's, <laughs> there's value in guac. I love guacamole. I love avocados also on everything. Amazing. Um, and salsa, I feel like you've got some of these things in salsa, whether yeah. that's onions, tomatoes, hot sauce, there's kind of a little bit of a a, a potpourri, if you will, uh, you know, or pico de guile, right? But salsa, I got to get, it's just that little extra on top that I need. And that's that's how I got with my got to my three. I like that. i'm I'm
1: taking salsa as well, um because it's like when I look at salsa, but then there's also hot sauce here and some of the other items, like salsa is gonna give a ton of flavor mm-hmm. across the taco. Um so i'm I'm picking salsa. I'm with you, man. Cheese is always the answer. So we're going cheese. Um, and then I think I'm going to go black beans. I'm a big fan of black beans, man. You want to get you a little bit of fiber, a little bit extra protein in there. I really like the texture of black beans. I understand some people do not. It's
0: an odd thing to say. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like, uh, that's a banana I could tolerate. Well, these (laughs) are black beans. Okay. (laughs) That's what, that's what, uh, I'm going to toss on there. So yeah, cheese, black beans, and salsa are the three I'm choosing. And then I'll go right into who I'm kicking off Love Island here, Dan, Rip off the Band-Aid. Tell them they're gone. Onion, you're gone. Goodbye. Good day, sir. I don't like Onion in any situation, though. Like, I, I just hate Onion. No. It, no no situation. Yeah, I just, I don't like the taste of it. Uh, it doesn't always agree with the tum-tum. I just, it's just like, it's, it's not a good, it's not good for my life. You know, we tried it out. We tried it out. It didn't work, Dan. It didn't work. So we have to break up.
0: Let me ask you this difference for you between a cooked onion and a raw onion. Any difference there? Um, no, honestly. Hmm. Uh, Well, in terms of taste,
1: Um, yeah, I guess in terms of taste, I think a cooked onion is probably a little more palatable for me, but at the end of the day, I still just don't enjoy it. If, if you get rid of that, it doesn't take away any enjoyment for me. And, and that's basically like looking at all these other options. Um, that's the one I can get rid of and say like, I'm not gonna, it's not going to take anything away.
0: I think the onion was put on this earth to be cooked. Ah, one way, shape or form. I do. I think people that get sandwiches and get those big onion circles, red or white, and just crunch right into them raw are psychopaths. I think it's disgusting. It's, it's, absolutely-, <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. Like, I'm They're not we're, meant it, to be on this earth that way.
1: That's right. If we're sitting at the same table and you do that, I'm moving to a different table. Like, that's yeah. it's
0: yeah. It's just, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. Um, So I I get you. I get you with onion. It was a consideration for me. Um, This might go against the grain a little bit, if you will. And I think particularly with you, it will. Um, Chris, I don't need hot sauce. I don't need hot sauce. I've never been a huge hot sauce guy. I like a little bit of spice in my life. Okay. (laughs) But... There's a level I'm just like right at like bitch right there where (laughs) I can't handle only so much. And so I don't need that little bit of extra. I know I'm in the minority there, but if I'm especially in this situation where I have salsa and maybe the salsa is hot or mild like that's enough. Yeah, that I can do. I don't need the hot sauce. I want the protein to be. Singing me the chorus, right? I want I want that to be really giving it to me. If it's a good taco, that's what it's doing, right? I don't need something to just completely take over a portion of my taste buds. And be like, "Yo, hot sauce up in here." Mm-mm, mm-mm, that's not what I want to hear. So that's why I got to take out hot sauce. That's fair enough. I think if you, if the if the
1: place is good enough at making tacos there will be enough seasoning on that protein that hot sauce is kind of inconsequential
0: yes yes yeah well said fair enough Well said okay interesting little topic here yeah Yeah. curious what everybody else uh yeah if you please tweet us facebook comment wherever you're seeing it at brunch breakdown let us know what are your three toppings and what are you getting rid of yeah in that list that's the big one That's that. Yeah. That makes it a lot more difficult than the you pick two. And I'll let you know if I ever remember why the hell I wanted to do this topic, but I'm glad you did. Cause yeah, everyone's the, the brunch breakdown text message chain is a fascinating one. Topics coming in and out of everywhere. And usually it's followed up with like, there's context behind this, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you before the episode or after the episode, this one was on a while ago and you just don't, don't remember.
1: Yeah. No, none, none of it. None of it. But that's okay. And we'll leave it to the, the mystery is a
0: good thing. Sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. We love it. We love it. Well, uh, Chris, before we get into music, let's get into Brunch Court. Uh, we Yeesh. got a couple of items up for bid here. Let's start with uh, there's a new seasoning blend out. So let's, <laughs> let's pull that picture up. Um, so this is Girl Scouts Thin Mints Seasoning Blend. Um, and I believe this is out now. Um, And I think it was seen by somebody at Target. So it should be pretty widespread available. Um, And again, if you're listening, you're in the car, wherever you are, we've got the photos up for the visuals. Uh, Get to your phone, get to your computer later, YouTube, Facebook. Check these things out for Brunch Court. So Girl Scouts Thin Mint Seasoning Blend. This is obviously a dry seasoning blend of chocolate and mint. Chris, we're in Girl Scout cookie season. Thin Mint, one of, if not the most popular cookie of the Girl Scout family. Your thoughts on Thin Mints and the Thin Mint seasoning blend.
1: Yeah, we had a big box of Girl Scout cookies just show up about a week ago, Dan. Ooh, this okay. is perfectly timed. I do love Thin Mints. You know, when I saw this, because like, okay, if you're listening, um, Dan always has all these photos and Didi and I don't ever know <laughs> What we're actually going to be reviewing in brunch court until right before the episode starts. So I've had almost no time to process this, and my thought, which is was, why we do it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's organic. It's good. Well, part of what I was wondering is like, what is the? What are you gonna? What is this for? What are you gonna put it on? But then I see. Let me see if I can zoom in here. It says okay. great for baking ice cream and more. And when I saw that, Dan, then I thought to myself, you know what? Yeah. Okay. I could sprinkle this on some ice cream and have a good old time with it. The, the only thing is I just, in my life, I, I don't know how often I would use it, but I think, <laughs> yeah. um, I think for things like that, sure. I, it would probably taste great.
0: It's really interesting the way you brought that up because I didn't put enough thought into it either. Like, what would this be for? And I'm sitting here looking at it now, going, ice cream was actually the first thing that came to my mind. And Mm. I thought, what else besides ice cream? And so they didn't get super descriptive. They used baking. Baking. Yeah. Um, Did you put it in like a cake batter, probably? But like, uh, then all of a sudden, yeah. Like cookies, like brownies. But that'd be funny if
1: you made it put in with cookies and it's a cookie. (laughs) just buy the cookie just buy the
0: cookie (laughs) (laughs) um brownies would be good brownies you know especially around the holidays mint becomes popular around the holidays uh popular flavor or maybe even just as you you blend it in with some icing or something for something on top uh an accoutrement um i don't know i'm a little bit more convinced now that the baking idea has has opened up because it was really a struggle besides ice cream where else is this going um, Thin Mints are great, man. I'm a big fan of Thin Mints. So, yeah, you're right. You probably buy a bottle of this. It probably lasts a lifetime. Um, Unless if you're baking, you need to go quarter cup, something like that. But <laughs> sure, give it to me. Bring it on. Chocolate and mint. Live together in a happy world. And I am pleased to be a part of that world and give it to us in a seasoning blend. Approved and here to stay. Why
1: not? You know, why not? Why not? It's in, and, and, and it'll also be added to that, like spice and seasoning cabinet. And maybe you'll get a different addition to that
0: oh. aroma that I, I also oh love. Back to the former topic from weeks ago. That's yes. right. The
1: smells draft. It. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Next up, there's a pretty unique cereal <laughs> being introduced into the world and it's out now. Actually, <laughs> okay, maybe I should use the word cereal in quotations. Um, if you're just listening, uh, this is from the Belgian Boys Company. Okay, uh, this is out now at Target. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have the visual in front of you, what we are seeing, what we are going to explain to you is pancake cereal, the virtual trend brought to life. So, yes. These are literal, maybe a little bit smaller than a quarter, nickel to quarter-sized pancakes in a bowl of cereal. And this isn't—I want to be descriptive as we can here. These aren't in the shape of pancakes, right? These are literal mini pancakes that you're supposed to have as cereal, Because they are in the refrigerator section to stay fresh. So this isn't pancake-tasting cereal that's, like, crunchy. This is soft mini pancakes. They come refrigerated. And you're supposed to put them in a bowl, as the photo looks here, in a bowl of milk, I guess? And eat them that way? There also kind of looks like there could be syrup on it. I don't really know. What's going on here, uh, Chris? A lot of, a lot of words going through your mind. I can see that. And I just give them to me. What, what are you thinking here?
1: Well, first and foremost, as always, you got to clear the air. Is that your hand? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that you always ask that question. And this probably looks like it could be my hand, dude. This is your more hand than twin. Any, more than any hand that we've shown on Brunch Court. This looks like. It could be the one. Um, it's not. It's wow. not. This okay. one is actually not in my hand.
1: But. All right. Well, if you're listening and not watching <laughs> and you want to know what Dan's thumb looks like, uh, you can find Pretty it. Pretty close. Whatever. I don't know. We're like 56 minutes into the episode. Um, so I'm glad you described all that because originally I was like, sure. And now I'm like, nah. I I think yeah. so, like, we actually for, for our girls, we have these, um, frozen mini pancakes that, you know, we, we don't put them in milk. We, we microwave them up in the morning cause they're super easy. And, uh, the girls like them and, and they're, these in the cereal are probably smaller than those ones that we make for the mm-hmm. girls. But like, I can't imagine. Cause like when those get up to temperature, they're like floppy, you know, they're like, yeah. And then if you put them in milk, it would be soggy. Yeah, and like gross. I don't think I don't I don't unless there's something we're missing here and some something about them and how they how they don't get that way. I just don't see how this is appetizing unless you wolf it down in like sixty seconds before yeah, that's, they get
0: soggy. That's what's so confusing. I'm actually looking it up here now, so I guess this is. It says it's a viral trend. I guess this is real that this is this went viral on TikTok. I guess. Well, that that doesn't
1: everything goes viral on TikTok, doesn't mean you need to do it like make it a real thing.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, so here we go. So it is only at Target. Um, it they claim milk is optional. You are supposed to heat them up because remember, we talked about it, it's a refrigerated section because they have to keep fresh, so milk optional. Um, they show a variety of ways it's served. You can put syrup and berries over it. You can put Nutella and cream. You could do milk if you want. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I, might have to just try them to really give a good, a good judgment. Cause you're right with milk. This kind of makes no sense. The picture shows it, but they're claiming that's really not the only way to eat them. And then they're just mini pancakes. And it seems like a I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little wishy-washy on this one. Yeah, I uh I I'm, I'm I'm saying no. Okay. Yeah. No thank you. you. No thank you to that. Uh last but not least, this one is specifically for you, Chris. This has been out for a little while now. We haven't done brunch court a couple of weeks and we've seen the commercials. Um it's been out for a little while. This is Fast Twitch. The energy drink from Gatorade okay it's a sugar-free Gatorade with 200 milligrams of caffeine per 12 ounce bottle Chris I bring this to you because you're into the in the health industry and I know you love yourself some coffee Mm -hmm. and makes me think that you you're a fan of caffeine (laughs) and this is also a hydrating beverage that isn't packed full of sugar um and again it's got quite a bit of caffeine so fast twitch energy drink gatorade chris gates fitness your official review
1: uh 200 milligrams is a lot yeah (laughs) Dude, that's a lot. Like for those listening, if you don't have, if you want some context, like uh, the average cup of coffee that you would make at home is like 75 milligrams. Mm -hmm. So this is three times that I I actually do a a pre-workout supplement before I lift weights. And I do that at like 160 milligrams of caffeine. So this is even more than that. Um, Boy, oh boy. I So no, I think this is bad. <laughs> the, this is like, there's just like, I don't know, Dan, uh, maybe it's because I'm like, I got kids now and I'm noti- noticing this stuff more, but like there is that we did not have this much caffeine marketed to us as kids. True. It's You're not a good, it, right. it's not a good thing. Like the only energy drink I remember when we were kids was Red Bull, and but like you never could find that anywhere. Like I mm-hmm. I I never knew where you would actually get Red Bull, and like now they're marketing caffeine powder, pre workout stuff for like kids to have before they play video games and shit. Like there's just way too much. Just way too much. So uh, anyway, no, I think this is stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree, and even like Starbucks has really you know dressed things up in terms of like coffee and caffeine right now it's just a sugary milkshake with you know caffeine in it and kids are drinking it and it's crazy um yeah this is a lot this is a lot of caffeine i feel like i guess they tried it out on nfl players last season before they made it available to the public um i think that caffeine that level just needs to come down a little bit a little bit like i like the concept of Sugar-free, hydrating. This is like the Borg. This is like the healthy version of the Borg that we went over a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you're hydrating yourself, but at the same time, this one we're just talking caffeine. And again, I like that idea of it, especially there are people out there that don't like coffee, which I feel bad for you because it's wonderful. Um, but a, a healthier way to get it in a in a in a way that you know, there are people that struggle with working out first thing in the morning. I can't do it. I can't do it. I want to be able to do that for time and like scheduling purposes. I, I can't, I, I gotta be awake, man. And like, I could see this being an alternative because I'm not going to wake up, have coffee and then go work out. I would die. Right. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> There's gotta be a lot of hydration in between all those steps. And I feel like this could do it. I hate the name fast Twitch. I feel like it's a really, really, really bad name. Um, but overall, I think, it's yeah. just a high, too high, much, too much, too much caffeine.
1: So yeah, it's going to make people twitchy. And I think they're trying to play off
0: yeah. of like how you have different muscle fibers
1: and some of them are fast twitch and like, let's get moving. But like, I'm looking at the, um, it's a, for a 12 pack of 12 ounce bottles. It's like 20 to $25 Whoa. for 12. Wow. I get a pre-workout supplement that has 35 servings of it. For thirty bucks, like this is not even the most cost efficient way. Yeah, to to get this, so I think you're a fool if
0: you buy this. Interesting. Interesting. So the answer is no. The answer is no. There you go. Officially from Chris Gates Fitness, you have the That's official right. review. <laughs>
1: yeah. So now, if you drink it, I will come and I will find you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well that was Brunch Court. Very fascinating episode uh, of that this week. So let's finish up as we always do with what we are listening to. Chris, what has been on your playlist this week?
1: Yeah, man. Um, so this band Highwire uh, is gonna be first up for me. They put out a EP called Find Me Here Part Two, which is get this, Dan, the follow up to Find Me Here part one. Oh, clever. <laughs> I like how they did that. Um, but uh, it, it's just, it, they're a very, 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 very energetic brand of uh, pop punk. And I I thought of you, Dan, when I was looking at music to feature this week, because uh, they are originally from Iowa. And I know that uh, Iowa has a, a soft spot in your heart. So we're going to
0: feature High Wire here uh, this week on the Sounds of Brunch. I love that. I do love me some Iowa. I love that a lot. Uh, first up for me is going to be Macklemore. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Macklemore Real is back. back. Brand new album dropped last week. Uh, <clears throat> named, titled Ben. Um, and people are saying he is he's back. I haven't really made it all the way through the album yet, so, uh, but I've been hearing some positive things. The song I'm gonna p- put on is No Bad Days, uh, featuring Colette. And it's like catchy Mclemore again, like nice. stuff, yeah, like really good. Um, this song especially. So, um, I encourage you to check out the album. I'm gonna continue to do the same, but at least start with No Bad Days, Mclemore back, baby, back.
1: I was wondering about him because I think I saw he was on like Ellen or something like that, talking about like the first wave of his career and how famous he was, and like kind of you know, I feel like it's like the career arc of somebody that that gets that famous where like. They get super famous, then they fall off and then they come back and you hear about how they were like strung out on drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. But now they're back and in a better place and putting music out again. So for sure, good for him. Mm -hmm. Um, My second song is from this guy, Arizona Zervis. I've put him on the playlist before. I don't know where the hell I ever discovered his music, but every time he comes out with a new song, it's unbelievably catchy. He has this, this new song that he put out, Big Buck's. And it samples "Throw Some D's" from Rich Boy.
0: No, it's,
1: yeah, it's just like, like in the background throughout the song. Occasionally, hears some "Throw Some D's." On there, <laughs> and it, like, I, <laughs> the minute I heard it, I lost my mind. So I want to put that, uh, this song, on the playlist and "Throw
0: Some D's" uh, from Rich Boy. We got to put that on there. I love that. I can't wait to hear that. That's amazing. It's That's so random, but amazing. It's, it's catchy. That's great. Uh, next one for me is from Beach Weather. Their album also came out this past week called Pineapple Sunrise, and I'm gonna put the song by that very same name, Pineapple Sunrise, on the playlist this week. Um, and it's got it, it speaks for itself. Like major Cali sunny vibes from this kind of alt pop uh group and i put a few of their songs on the playlist a couple of their singles leading up to this album it's been a couple of months um since i put them on and now the album's out um it's really good it's a really good album pineapple sunrise and we'll start with that track by beach weather
1: that sounds like if dd were to brew his own beer <laughs> <laughs> that's what it would be called <laughs> spot on <laughs> um nice all right my last one is from this band uh called brook lane uh they put out a song with somebody named jesse page i don't know who she is uh but it's a great song the song is called love is bullshit and um it's it doesn't like resonate with me in any way but it kind of does because dan you and i both remember those emo days from from <laughs> from you know the early aughts and uh you know it just hit i was like oh yeah i was in that place once okay yeah. Yeah, so why not? We'll throw it on if you're looking to get a little rage out over the next week. That that
0: song will be good for you. I like that emo making a little bit of a comeback in the music scene right now, and I dig that. I dig that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily one to tend to go in the throwback direction on what we're listening to, um, but I'm. But doing it's just it this you way. and me. It's just you and me, Dan. So. <laughs> just you and just us, and. I mentioned that I was at a beer festival this past weekend and, uh, that night ended with a little karaoke sesh and (laughs) it was a great day. Let me tell you folks, that's (laughs) how you end a, 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 a day with a beer fest is a little karaoke sesh and a song that came up that, uh, I sang and rediscovered on the karaoke machine itself was by the very. Very popular group, S Club 7, and never had a dream come true. <laughs> oh, that geez. song is so good. It's so good. It's still that good. It's going on the playlist. Just soak it in. Enjoy <laughs> it. Maybe I'll throw S Club on there too, S Club Party. Like that's also a jam. It's the other end of the spectrum. But S Club 7, where are you at? Miss you kids. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and that's what we're listening to this week um, and that's this episode of the Brunch Breakdown um, I'll ask the same thing Didi Dee Dee does at the end of every episode Chris uh, any final thoughts
1: let's just find more ways to fit Kiwi into your beers out there uh, to, to the brewing community just a suggestion
0: I like that I like that and I'll ask you one quick question to close um, it's fish fry season it's amazing I love it welcome back uh, your answer quickly how do you prefer your fish with fish and chips, fish tacos, or the fish Sando? Mm. Tacos if they have
1: them. Otherwise, I'm going Sando. I feel like not everybody has tacos. That's
0: but, a good answer. I mean, I,
1: how could you round out this episode with anything other than tacos, Dan?
0: You're right. I have to say tacos. <laughs> and with that, we're out. <laughs>